Knock, knock. Who's there? It's us. New episode. This week, the Supreme Court is truly on fire, but we have a guest whose voice will literally make angels cry and going to take us on her musical journey. Enjoy. It's your three favorite cows driving on the East Coast, figuring it out and always doing the most. We've got our ups and downs at the end of the day. Don't forget, diet starts Monday. Hey, 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 it's us. We're back. It's time. We're ready. Hi, everybody. <laughs> that was a lot. That was I just back. She's just eager. I'm- we missed you last time. Mm, I'm happy to be back. I am done writing uh, fucking papers for the moment. So how grown Ugh, is it or is it just me being less grown? So I needed to go back to school to figure out how to be grown. That's probably what it is. So. You a lot decide. Of existential thinking for you to do there. You know what that. is grown? Mm. <laughs> Not I. <laughs> mm. But uh, I guess what's what's going on with y'all? What's new? Um, I was telling Aj this a little bit ago, but I read a book. So honestly, that's an accomplishment. It's been a minute since I finished a book like cover to cover. And I finished it today. And it's due back at the library tomorrow. So just in the nick of time. What, what book was it? Um, it is called Children of Blood and Bone. It is like a young adult <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> I've um, heard of that. that like, so basically, wait, this is the cool thing, though. So it's like magic and a cool world creating and all. And it's by this Nigerian-American author. I don't remember her name off the top of my head. I'm sure it's written literally in the book, which is somewhere in this room. But um, she like creates a really vivid tapestry of a world. And there's like these magi clans and like there's some political drama and some like romance because, you know, it is targeted, I think, more for like a teen young adult audience. But it's still a really solid book. I just, I was like, couldn't put it down towards the end. So I think it's really cool. And a lot of the characters are like, I think a lot of it draws from Nigerian culture and stuff like that. Obviously, I don't know exactly because that's not my culture, but that is what I gather from what she wrote about it and stuff. So definitely would recommend Children of Blood and Bone if anybody out there is looking for a fantasy book. I'm putting it in my notes as we speak. I'm not going to pretend like I'm going to get through all of the books that are already on my shelf that I'm supposed to read, including the one that I'm supposed to be reading right now for class. But these grad school professors be out here playing you because they're like, oh, this book, like read this book by next class. And I'm like, on what planet have I ever read a book in less than a year? And what makes you think I'm going to finish this book in a week? I love academia. Um, But anywho, enough about our exciting adventures with books. Uh, The world is ablaze in some ways. Yeah. That rhymed. Um, I'm just really making light of a non-light situation. Yeah. You know, my favorite. (laughs) Not intentionally, but yes, nonetheless. We've confirmed a predator to the Supreme Court, which is... Alarming. That's honestly really exciting. I think it's so great that we're giving everyone an equal chance to succeed in this country on all fronts. Doesn't matter who you are or what heinous things you did, you too have a chance. <laughs> I've been elected to the highest court in the land, the top of the judicial system. It's so for I'm you. super excited. I'm ex- everyone, you know, get your abortions while you can. Oh, Jesus, Maya. Well, um, in addition to our reproductive rights being threatened, I don't know, I guess just overall capitalism has kind of been some bullshit. Um, they, and I feel like this is like peak end stage capitalism, but Amazon allegedly like raised all of their employees, um, salaries to minimum wage, which I guess isn't really salary, but their hourlies to minimum wage. And they were like, yeah, but they took away like our bonuses and our healthcare. I don't know if it was their healthcare, but like a bunch of other benefits and stuff like that. So I thought that was interesting of more probably, I mean, Amazon's run by white men, I would assume. That sounds like a white man thing to do. Yeah, I don't know all the ins and outs of it. But from what I understood, like a lot of the employees um, were feeling like, okay, well, this one thing happened, but because some of their like stock bonuses and things like that were removed, 
um, in place or partially it, some of them felt like they ended up being like hurt more than they were helped. So I think minimum wage increases to like a new standard is, you know, certainly something that a lot of companies should strive for and big people and big, you know, corporations like Amazon have the power to make that kind of change and influence, but hopefully not at the cost of those other like benefits and those things that, I don't know, it seems like a sneaky way to go about doing it. So hopefully, you know, it's not all terrible, but that will, I guess, remain to be seen. Um, Another kind of thing that came about, and honestly, I didn't know a lot about this one even like prior to this happening in the past week. Um, but it was pretty big over here in Chicago that, um, a police officer was actually found guilty of second degree murder and, um, all of the charges of assault. I think it was 16 total for, um, for all the shots that were fired on to a young black man, um, Laquan McDonald. And there was, there was a lot of anticipation around the verdict for this. Um, so I think at least I, I feel like in recent memory and maybe, ever out of all these cases is one of the first ones where the officer was actually convicted uh, guilty of anything. Um, So it was definitely a big deal over here. Like there was a lot of anticipation around that. Schools were shut down. It was a pretty uh, wild day. Oh, really? They shut down schools and stuff? Mm -hmm. Public schools were shut down that day in anticipation of it, uh, of just like the announcement. And I guess depending on what way it would go, they, um, I, I don't know, I guess all the intentions behind it, but in, protests and like all sorts of stuff that was anticipated and whatnot it i mean it's ex- uh, exciting i guess is a terrible word to use because it's still unfortunate when it comes down to it a child was murdered for holding i think it was was it a phone or no he had a knife was shot and then the police officer's like he's he was getting back up to stab me so i shot him 15 more times just to stay protected. And everyone was like, what do you mean you shot him in the back of like the 16 shots, like 14 were in his back. So it's bittersweet that, you know, justice has prevailed for the first time since Emmett Till. But we, it's also really sad because the child is still dead and a mother has buried her son. Yeah. I mean, in other cases, I think the most that's ever happened is like, they get put on administrative leave. Like, so... Oh, yeah. Getting to indictment is always just like, will there even be charges brought up is always like a panicky moment. So this is, yeah, one of the furthest that we've sort of seen one of these cases go. Well, it's been a mixed bag this past couple of weeks, y'all. Mostly a mixture of bad things per usual because it's America in 2018. But um, I think we are ready to go ahead and introduce our second guest of the season. Um, she is a musician extraordinaire. Uh, she has the voice of an angel. She's pretty much an overall goddess. Um, and just like an all around, like interesting and dope human being. So Lanique, here we are ready to interview you. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good evening. Good after fucking Hi, morning. Good morning. Good evening. Hi, everybody. Oh my what's up, gosh. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, we out here, and if y'all tuned into our last episode, um, we had Evan Trailer on uh, talking a little bit about his identity, some of his passions, and a lot of the stuff going on in his life, and how that's all inspired him. And that is going to be kind of continuing on with the theme of this season. So we're just bringing on a lot of dope people we know that are living life in their twent somethings and doing big things. So, Lanique, we are super hyped to have you. I'm hyped I'm to be like here. I'm just like hyped to hear your voice. It's been a minute. I'm hyped to be here. Um, Lanique, I guess to start, <laughs> do you want to give us a little bit of background? I guess just like tell the people a little bit about who you are. I don't know if you had to like sum yourself up in like a couple, I don't know, sentences. Let, let them know. Ooh, wow. Who are you? Give What's us the like? Wikipedia. You know that the blurb Wikipedia. of Wikipedia at the top <laughs> before it gets into the actual bio? Give yeah. us that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try, try to do it right now. I am Lanique. India Webster. <laughs> I hail from Gaithersburg, Maryland. Um, I am the oldest of two daughters, um, born to some fabulous parents. And I'm a sinker. I love Jesus. I cuss a little bit though, so <laughs> that's always a good thing. Um, I am a teacher and I am 
trying to go back to school to finish my whole bachelor's degree, but that's a whole story that we'll probably get a little bit into on tonight. Um, But I just love sharing my gifts with the world and hope that it will reach somebody. And that's pretty much it. I feel like gift is an understatement (sighs) because y'all... For those, and you will, we're going to make her sing something. We'll probably throw in a couple of little things that she's done in between all up in this interview. But Lenique, I think describing her voice of that of an angel is an understatement. It is just so good. You ever just been saved by music? Me either, but I've gotten real close <laughs> listening, listening to Lanique sing. And she's just so, so generous, I think, with her gift. And so where where did it start? Singing for me started, um, my mom and dad told me, in the womb. Um, when I was really little, obviously, in the womb, <laughs> um, my mom and dad were in bed and Mom was like, honey, let's put the headphones on my tummy. (laughs) So my dad put um, a pair of headphones on my mom's tummy. And my mom like immediately jolted and said that I moved in her like a snake and she hates snakes. So um, but from that point on, when she would go to church or when she would ever be around any type of music, she said I would move around and I would jump and I would do like weird baby things um in the womb so then when I came out and could sing she was like that's where it started lord (laughs) so that was so that was it that's that's where that's where the gifting occurred hey jesus yeah we love it so singing since the womb dancing around in there uh frightening your mother at first (laughs) at what age do you even remember like understanding or knowing like, oh, I'm singing or like, I can do this or like, I want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For a long time, I guess when I was like, when I was two, that's when like, when people would be at the shop with my mom when she was doing hair because she was a cosmetologist. Um, Or if I would be anywhere with my dad when he was doing some sort of a carpet job or anything like that, I would always be making up songs or singing to myself. And dad and mom would be like, eh, wait, she not like us. She can actually sing. Like she can actually, like there's, there are notes happening. There are like real, real things going on here. So my parents recognized the gift before I did. For me, I was very afraid. I was kind of shy when I was little. Um, and I, I, I really don't, really right don't. Now. And like, I still have moments where I'm, where I'm nervous and am shy, but you, you don't see it because I'm so extroverted. But, um, I guess when I was, when I turned five and could start singing in the choir at my church and like, I wasn't just yelling in the choir box and people were like, Oh shoot. Like she, okay, <laughs> okay that's the thing. She's not just out here yelling cause she can. Um, so I guess when I turned five, then I was like, oh, I guess I, I guess I could do this. But I was still shy. So it didn't really hit me for real, for real, probably until I was 12 or 13. But people were recognizing it before I was recognizing it, for sure. Such a common trend, too. So yeah. many performers are always like, yeah, I was like painfully shy and hated being in front of crowds. Yeah. But like, let me put a microphone in my <laughs> hand or like give me a script. And like you sort of can hide behind your gift. Seriously. And then. Seriously. Like me is coming out, but also like, it's not me. It's just yeah. me kind yeah. of. Yeah, that is huge. One thing that I make sure I'm doing, whether I'm singing at church or if I'm singing with, whether I was singing with faux pas at Maryland or if I'm singing with the new group that I sing with, which is Nomadic. Um, regardless of where I'm singing, my whole goal is to be used by God, right? So I'm praying regardless of what I'm singing about, whatever have you, that somebody's life has changed. And so when I start singing, when I when the mic is in my hand, it's over. The, the song takes over at that point. The music takes over. I do have performances that I have done where I don't remember what happened. That definitely that definitely happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, wow, when I look back at it, I'm like, dang, I did that? For real, for real. Like, wow, that's extra. But in the moment, it was perfect. <laughs> so... What you see on stage is me, but it's me like magnified times a bajillion. (laughs) 
That is so interesting. The part where you talk about like the blackout. So for those of you who don't know, Lanique and I actually met via music and, you know, in the corny way, that's what brought us together. Um, the two of us at freshman year at University of Maryland originally rejected from yes. some of the group you're auditioning for, which is no tea, no shade. All Pe- tea, all different shade. things at different times. <laughs> no, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> um, but we actually sang together for a couple of years in one of the acapella groups at Maryland. Um, so it's interesting to hear you say that because I, I I feel like there are just those moments like you have so much anticipation and like all this time and effort goes into working up maybe to that moment or to that thing. And then it happens. You're like, damn, that was yep. quick. And like, I don't yeah, know where I am. Seriously, that that is probably one of the most overwhelming things about performing is that you prepare so much for this for these two to three minutes or these, in our case, it was 12 minute sets, but, you know, as a soloist or, you know, as a group member, the preparation is different, but, oh God, like, you're like, did that really just happen? Like, is it done? Did we do well at all? Did it, there's so much, so much anxiety that can come up, especially, especially with acapella, especially collegiate acapella. But you also mentioned for you how, like, whenever you sing, and I don't want to misquote you, but you kind of just said something, I feel like along the lines of, um, when you sing or when you are, you know, sharing your gift, do you feel like it is, you know, partially being used by God or wanting to really touch others with that? Do you feel music and your spirituality are, are like so intertwined? Is that just like one in the same for you? Like, I don't know if that makes, makes any sense. Do you sense. feel me? I'm uh, just preaching. And you are preaching. Come on, Jesus. Um, for, for me, yes. Spirituality, um, is huge in my life, not just because my parents were like, we going to church. Um, but because when, when I was going to church as I was growing up, that was a huge part of my upbringing. And so music in, in the black church is very, very important to the overall worship service. Like it's not just about getting in there and hearing, hearing the word or getting in there and giving your tithes and offerings. It's about coming together as people and, really understanding that your praise and my praise coming together is about to be, it's about, it's about to go down up in here. And then you're prepared to hear a sermon or something like that. That that's kind of the whole goal, goal of a worship service It's all of these different, um, different aspects coming together. So music being one of them, you know, giving your tithes and offerings being one of them, all of that. I don't mean to get into the church politics, but that's kind of what it is. So for me, that's where it started. Music was always a part of me, but it really, I really began to realize the power of it in the church. And then I realized that, okay, it, this isn't something that just happens in church. This happens everywhere. This happens, you know, music brings people together point blank, period. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter your sexual orientation. It doesn't matter your race, your ethnicity. It doesn't matter what that is. It doesn't matter what language you speak. Everything can come together with music. Universal it's language. An, it's a universal language, like for real, for real, no jokes. Music is a universal language. Every culture has some form of music, some form of entertainment. And so that's when I realized that, okay, this thing is for real. Like this is a real, this is a real gift. This isn't something to play around with. Um, and so I play no games when it comes to giving my all on a stage, giving my all in a masterclass, giving my all in uh, tracking for a CD. It doesn't matter where I'm at. It doesn't matter if I'm on the pulpit in my church, I am giving all of me and I'm praying that somebody's life has changed. And that transition that you talked about sort of going from the church to, you know, quote unquote, secular music. Mm-hmm. That's not one that's uh, unfamiliar to yeah. a lot of like greats, whether you're talking about Aretha, Seriously. Whitney, Diana Ross, Jennifer Hudson, Fantasia, all these women yeah. who talk about how like we started in choir, little children's yeah. choir, you start out real young, Come your on, parents get man. you in there and then you sort of discover that yeah. there is music being made in all types, sets and forms. And I can yeah. sort of take this gift and let it expand. And so where did you, where did that transition sort of happen to you? Where you like sort of, you're still singing in the church, but then you're like, Oh, like there's this, maybe it's a group in high school or middle mm-hmm. school where you're like, Oh, I could sing other places and keep sharing my gift that same way. And then that led you to this path. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess it was my mom and my dad who decided when I, turned like 
what was it? 12, 12 or so. Um, or maybe before that, I think, well, no, I'm lying. Well, I'm a liar. When I turned five, my mom was like, okay, we should like try to get her in some sort of piano lessons because she was like, well, she's got to, she's got to be able to play too. And I'm sorry, mom. I didn't mean to do that. Um, but she was like, well, she's gotta, she's gotta do something musical besides just singing. So, um, I learned how to read music when I turned five and just kind of up through probably until I turned 13 or so I was studying piano and my mom had a client who knew of a lady who wanted to get her hair done, but also taught at Duke Ellington school of the arts in DC. Mm -hmm. And so my piano teacher got mom in contact with all these people. And so my, the lady who ended up becoming my voice teacher, Miss Dorothy Dash, love her to death. Um, she, told my mom, hey, she might be a little young right now. Like I was, I think probably like 10 or so and I was 10. She's like, yeah, I heard, I didn't hear her yet, but she might be a little young. Let's just keep her in the piano lessons. Wait, maybe like a year. So I went to see her, see my, see my voice teacher again in about, what, maybe like a year and a half before I turned 12. And when I met with my voice teacher at that time, she told my mom, she's ready. Scratch what I said. She's ready. Let's do it. So that's when I started studying music outside of the church. And when I was at church, I was learning primarily by rote. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when I was reading music, I was like, oh, this is like a thing. Like music isn't just somebody feeding you notes. It's I can create my own notes or I can, you know, play around and, and whatever. So when that happened, I started learning music that was like musical theater. I started learning classical, singing in different languages. And then I was like, oh, this is like, this is real life. Like, <laughs> this is like really cool. So then as I was going through school, I sang through school all, all I was saying what, in fifth grade choir. And then when I got to middle school, I was doing chorus. And so that's when I started to step outside of what I knew music to be. You know, once you learn that music is out more than just this box that, you know, as you grow up you're like, your life has changed. Mm -hmm. What then drew you, because even like going into, I guess, like we said, like quote unquote, secular music, that's like one thing, but then there's this draw, obviously to acapella because you're still doing it now. Mm -hmm. Like what made you think like, oh, hey, like I should go try out for these different acapella groups. Um, Yeah, everything, a lot of things in my life, I I never say it's happenstance, but it just kind of like, what, what a chance say. It just seems like blessings keep falling in my lap. Mm-hmm. That's really what, what has happened uh, for most of my life. I've got favor. Oh my Jesus. Hey. Um, so <laughs> I was sitting in CSPAC, what we call CSPAC, uh, the Performing Arts Center in Maryland. I have my old like white MacBook, like the old joint, right? I'm sitting there and for some reason I was watching Beyonce Roseland. Now, everybody who knows me knows that I love Beyonce. I have so much love for her. It hurts, right? (laughs) Come on, all hell. (laughs) So Michael Brizentine, who is a mutual friend of Brandon's and I's, um, was like walking past and had known me like kind of, sort of, but was like, "Ah, so he was like, hey, you watching Beyonce? And I was like, Hell yeah, I'm watching Beyonce. Who not watching Beyonce? So um, he like sits down at the table with me and I'm like, okay, can I help you? Like, what's up? And so he's like, Loki hearing me sing along to this. He was like, yo, you've got to audition for these groups. I was like, I mean, I don't even know what this is. (laughs) Like I knew what it was because like there were groups that I had heard of, but I didn't know that it was acapella. I didn't know that was like a, I know it was a genre, but I didn't know. Anyway, I didn't know what it did. It had entered the collegiate scene. This is the pre this is pitch like perfect Literally era, pre you know? pitch perfect. No one knew what acapella was unless you oh knew take God. six. And I did know take six, but I knew them as like, oh, praise the Lord. They just out here. Anyway, a long story. Michael's like, yo, you need to audition for these things. The auditions are tonight. I was like, what? All right. I guess I need to figure out a song. Here I am watching Beyonce. I was like, all right, here we go. One plus one. The sexy song. We love it. Equals two. So, come on. Equals hmm? two. I don't know <laughs> about that algebra. Come on. I didn't know math until four. <laughs> I literally learned all my numbers. She's my favorite. Still can't talk though. Um, but. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'll heal Queen B. It's all right. I'll we Queen all have B. our strengths. Oh, you're right though. All she got to do is sing. So I decided to sing one plus one and 
a lot of people were auditioning for a lot of different groups, but when I went around to each, each audition that Michael was doing, I was only like impacted by faux pas's initial song. They sang Cosmic Love. I I will never forget it. They sang Cosmic Love. And that shit took me out. I literally was so full. I was like, oh my God. I said, Jesus, is this you? No, but seriously, I was so full. It was just, it, it really impacted me in that moment. I was like, bruh. No, I've got, I've got to, this is the only group I'm auditioning for. This is the only, only one I'm auditioning for. Long story short, I audition, don't get in. And then years later, here I am. You know what? It's all about God's path for you. It's got God's plan. (laughs) Come on, Drizzy Jake. (laughs) Yeah. So it I, everything works out the way it's supposed to. I was able to sing with Foe for my full four years, even after I was a super senior and still ain't finished yet. But Lord, it's all about you. Um, but I was able to sing with them for my full four years, starting when I was a ju- were we junior year, Brandon. Yeah, we were juniors. It was junior year. Yeah. So I got in junior year and the 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 story, the story starts and doesn't end because I'm still doing acapella. So. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. So I'm actually curious to hear. So essentially you continue to sing with Faux. Um, you know, we did the ICCA. If any of you people listening have watched Pitch Perfect, it's the competition in there. Kind of kind of got our stuff together and started doing well and placing in these competitions. Um, and then even the year after I graduated and Nick was rocking like some super senior status, they were still doing really well, doing all sorts of competitions, all sorts of dope stuff. Um, and then more recently, you are now in kind of like a post-collegiate professional vocal band, acapella group, ensemble, whatever you want to call it, that yeah is very interesting to me. Do you want to like talk a little bit about, I guess the June project yeah, and how sure. that led to what is now nomadic? Yeah. So, um, following faux pas success, um, I wasn't like, well, it kind of starts here, I guess. Um, when you turn, when you turn 23, you get kicked off of your dad's vision and dental insurance. <laughs> and that'll humble you real quick. Preach. Especially if you have cavities. And I never had a and cavity glasses. until until I turned 23. And I also have glasses. And I need to get my vision checked. So um I had been working. I I hadn't been in school. So um after I did my extra extra years with foe, um me and Marilyn got into it a little bit in terms of the financial aid. We still fighting to this day, but it's all right. Cause I'm gonna pay this bill and be back in school and finish my degree. But, um, so I, I was probably out of school for about, I don't know, like three months. And then I found out that I, I had no more vision and dental insurance. So then I was like, oh, that's not, that's not finna rock. That's not going, that's not going to work for me. So daddy was like, girl, you got to get you a, you got to get you a job with some, uh, with some, with some real cheddar and also with some real benefits. You better find it right now. So I was working at my church doing, uh, working at the daycare. So I've got a couple jobs right now. I work at my church with the daycare working with three and four year olds, which is awesome. And I love them. I love them to death. And then last year, I finally was able to get into the MCPS system. But after you do acapella for a year or two years, you're addicted and it's time to do some more some more stuff. So my reputation kind of went before me. Um, and I was involved in a couple of slack groups, one being TBC fam, shout out to the TBC fam. If you're listening in. Um, and some people were like, yo, I'm tired of seeing acapella be acapella. Let's start some real, like, let's start some real shit. Like let's, let's do some real artistic type musical type changing people's lives type shit. And, um, 
those are the people who are now a part of the June board because June is now a whole organization. And so they did a call. They were like, hey, we need people to audition for, for this group. We, we will do everything, pretty much everything for you. We just need you. If you can sing, we want you. And so I looked into it and I was like, I, I guess right now I'm looking for another performance outlet. I was looking for something, something besides leading worship at church and doing what I was doing with um, leading leading the youth and young adult praise team at, at, at ICOG. So, and I was also just done with, not done, but over just being the alumni that was hanging on and helping foe out. I wanted to do some real stuff. So the head of the June board, uh, the president, his name is JD Frizzell. Shout out to him. Um, he just kept commenting on every time I would, <laughs> every time, every time I would um, say something in the slack, he would say June audition for June audition for June audition for June. I was like, okay, JD, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to audition. And so after a rehearsal at my church one day, I had a friend who came down. His name was Alex Atkins. And he came down from Rochester and filmed my audition. And I'm not going to lie, y'all. The audition tape was shit. It was horrible. It just, it was like Lanique shit, but it was like not, it was not good. So basically it was amazing, but not up to her standards. <laughs> no, it was not. It was like, it was like, okay, but it wasn't. It just wasn't really good. I auditioned. It wasn't that great, but I got a call back. Um, so I got this call back, go up in there, and I'm sitting amongst some of the, some some people that I actually competed against in ICCA with Foe. It was like, Ooh, it, come on, we one more point comes through. <laughs> like, we used to be looking at them like, who are you? And why are you up in here? Then they came and like smashed us the first time we went to ICCA. So that's the story. Um Literally oh. smashed us, but it's cool. Um, but I was literally sitting amongst some of the the great acapella like geniuses, um, and basically that what that's what June is is bringing together these powerhouses from all of these different collegiate groups who want to do something life changing, who want to do something literally world shattering, and that's really what's been happening. Um, so what ended up happening at that callback was they were like hey these these girls and these these two guys sound really good together let's uh let's make that a thing so that's what happened and nomadic wasn't actually created up until we had our residence in memphis tennessee in june of 2018 so we were selected probably in march i think i think we we knew we were we were the group in march maybe a little earlier and Mm -hmm. Then we got together over these video chats and we're talking and just kind of trying to figure out what we could be. And that's when the ball started. So it all started from this guy being annoying on my, in my slack and it changed my life. Is it, I don't, are we allowed to ask like, where did the name nomadic yeah. come from? Cause did that come from the members, yeah. right? Like what's the origin um, of that? So when we were, together in Memphis, um, we were focused pretty much on figuring out what we sound like. Um, and that's huge. When you figure out, when you're trying to figure out your sound, you know, that dictates what your brand is going to look like. That dictates, um, good thing we're all attractive. Shout out to Mm. everybody in Nomadic just being like ungodly attractive. It's, it's almost, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, but we were figuring out, trying to figure out what we sound like, um, how to capitalize on each person's like individual talent while also creating this, this cohesive sound and look and all of that, trying to do that in two and a half weeks. It was jam packed. It was a lot. It was a lot of stress. We was a lot of rehearsals. It was a lot of late nights. Y'all like living together. We were living together. Eating together, was, breathing uh, each other's Literally air. just uh, everybody all up under each other. And good thing we love each other, but also Memphis was hot and humid and there were moths in, in, in the house and it was great. But um, so we didn't, we were kind of just sitting down at the latter end of the week of the two week period. 
and we're preparing for our concert. But we were like going through so many different names and we were trying to figure out what what are we? What can what can we be? What what is this? And so there was a couple of times where we like we had a couple concepts, but had no idea how to put a name on it. Like, what exactly is this? We had a couple words like liminal. And then we were like, well, I don't like the way liminal sounds because the closing L. So we were like, well, let's take away the L. Let's maybe try to be limina. And it was just like, that sounds stupid. Like, it's really just going through, like hearing things like, like this sounds dumb, but can we sell it? That's, that's really, that's really kind of where things started rolling. So after we left Memphis and we were chatting over Slack and video chats and not feeling very successful, I think we just kind of, somebody was like, no, like nomad. What about nomad? And then someone was like, what about, what about nomadic? Like, what about that? And it was like, it's like, it's kind of dumb, but it's not dumb. Like if you look at our pictures and then we, we had taken pictures in Memphis and try to place different names on, on it. And we were like, that, that looks cool. That, that could look cool. And really, I guess we realized that, you know, Beyonce is Beyonce's name, but Beyonce makes Beyonce cool. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's what you're doing. Can people buy into what you're yeah. doing? That your, your name matters, but can I buy into what you're doing? If I can buy into what you're doing, I can, I can, I can look past a stupid name. Not that Nomadic is stupid. It's not. I think it's actually really cool. Now that look, now that we look at it, and it's like, oh, that's tight. Um, but we realize that it's about the music. It's about, you know, can can you can you change my life? And the fact that your name Nomadic is attached to it is just a bonus. Nomadic was name. just Nomadic just kind of looked cool, but the name doesn't make you or break you. So that's that. Well, and they're good, y'all. Drop the um, mic. Yeah, honestly, if we drop this mic, it'd ruin the show, but <laughs> <laughs> proverbial mic drop. I'm queen of the the backsliding because I really want to like pause and rewind really quickly Let's. and go back to your faux days because I really feel like we did not highlight. <laughs> I like consider myself quite a faux fan. I'm like, we love it. I follow y'all on Spotify, all that good stuff. And we, they're just like hits, you know, you know, dog <laughs> days, tears, literal tears. Happiness hit her. Like a train on a track. I'm not a crier. I've talked about this many times on the show. But like Oh my god, this is so true. Dog days? Ugh. And then you you have your little uh, ad libs that you're doing la la la. Here, Lanique, I can hear her. My ear is picking it up. Yeah. So you put out a couple of hits like yes. with foes. So what would you say is like the one that whether it's this performance or like we were in the studio recording this one, what's the one that is like stuck with you like to this day that when you reflect back on the time you spent with that group, you're like, this song is sort of the epitome of that memory for me. Wow. That's a question. <laughs> That's a question. Wow. I have to say, can can it be two? Yes. Okay, yeah. I'll let it be two. Um, I, I guess with Faux, when I started, I took, I took I Was Here from someone else. I didn't like actually take it. I didn't like physically take it, but um, I like, it was someone else's solo and then it became my solo. So I was here, was like, eh, this tight. 
is Beyonce. I'm going to sing it. She'd be um, so cavalier about it. I'm this. literally just trying to be so chill. I'm literally <laughs> the, the humility. Y'all, I really am a humble person. I promise. Um, but yeah, I was here was like a thing and that was cute. Um, and then, oh my God, rolling. Rolling was so much fun with Brandon and Arissa. That was so much fun. Shout out to the trio. Um, that was so that fun. Was, that was I listened to one. that the other day. Like we were like we high were key so trying to jazz it up. We were the jazz. We were the jazzy ministry. One of my favorite songs to sing was probably "Come Into My Head." That was mm. by far one of the funnest songs I've Ooh. ever sung. Oh my gosh, I was like, wait, I need, wait, guys, but like, I need to stand for a second because Kimbra is like my personal Beyonce. Like, Beyonce is Beyonce, but Kimbra, Kimbra is like my queen, you yes. know, like not trying to say she should be everybody's, but she's my thing, you know? And Absolutely. then to hear you do it, I was just like, this is everything I've ever needed in life. Yeah. And I've been trying to stand for the past like five minutes, but like, you know, now I have my time and I'm really hype, but I'm it's just going to like you. bring it back in. Okay. I'm so here for okay, you. Thank Kimbra you. literally, it wasn't even my idea. Idea. I think, it, what Brandon, wasn't that you? You were like, I just see Lenique. It like, was. It going. was a vision. It really was. Uh, and then I was like, like I'm gonna sing, I'm gonna sing Kimbra. But then when I really, I was like, wow, I'm definitely about to sing this Kimbra. Um, coming to my head was so. It was just. It allowed me to be me on stage, like times a gajillion. You know what I mean? Like no one would look at me funny. Not that I was worried about when anyone thought about me anyway but if I was like standing on the stage shaking my head back and forth which I did not gonna lie um they wouldn't look at me like I was like some crazy fool they'd be like oh she's tight like that's uh, like that's amazing and that's what coming to my head allowed me to do was just be 155 percent Lanique and that was one of the coolest things I've ever experienced that was one that I blacked out at the 20 at the 25th anniversary show Someone said that I squatted and I didn't uh, believe oh, them. I, <laughs> I didn't believe them until I There's saw the picture. picture. <laughs> but on the on the real note, I really had a foot cramp. That's why I, that's why I <laughs> squatted. That's a re- re- real reason why I squatted. Um, but then, like, it was like, oh shoot, I squatted. Now I'm down here. What I'm gonna do? I'm a I'm a I'm gonna have to figure it out. So I did that, and then like dipped it low, picked it up slow to bring it back up. Anyway, so I guess I guess getting back to to the more emotional stuff. Um, the song that changed my life with faux pas was dog days point blank period my mom passed away in 2015 it's going on three years this november wow um and it's so crazy how those two songs tie together come into my head was the song that we decided to do at icca in 20 2015 i believe and then mm-hmm. yeah. in 2016 when i sang with faux we did dog days and that was just an experience uh, in and of itself. Um, But I have been running from dog days for since 2015 because Michael had come up to me and was like, Hey, you know, what about dog days? I've always wanted to arrange it, whatever have you. And I was like, yeah, okay. Um, So in order to do ICCA and to do the best that we could ever do at ICCA, they decided, oh, the board decided to choose soloists and pick songs around the soloists. So that's when Brandon came through and was like, yo, come into my head. Yo, let's throw this at Neek. Like, let's do it. And so come into my head, Dog Days, I think Kimbra's Goldmine, they were all like kind of in the running for that year. And I sang like little snippets of all of those songs 
in 2015 and sent them to Michael and let my mom hear each, each and every one of those in 2015. And I guess that was in the winter of 2015. And when I played them for my mom, mom was like, no, like dog days is cute, but you're not ready to sing that. And then I played coming to my head for her. And she was like, yo, that's the one right there. And then after my mom passed, literally months later in November, here comes ICCA season again. And I'm a super senior and wasn't even sure if I was going to be singing with Foe at all. And I got the opportunity to sing. And that was awesome. And Dog Days comes up again. And at first I was against it. Um, But that whole process was so confirmed once I was on stage singing that song. Dog Days, one, that song quite possibly saved my life. I was in such a deep depression and Mm. singing that song helped me to really compartmentalize, um, helped me to, to see, to see the brighter side of my mom's death. Um, and it, it, it changed my life. And even to this day in 2018, going on 2019, people still come up to me and say, I don't know if you know, but dog days like changed my life. And anytime I hear that, it just humbles me even the more to know that one of the most horrific experiences of my life was used to help so many people and not just other people, but also myself and to help bring my family, um, just to bring us a, a, a piece of closure and, and also just anything having to do with music will heal me. So singing dog days, saved my life, changed my life, the whole nine and a half, 10 yards. That, those are my favorite. Those are my two favorite faux songs, period. Will I ever sing dog days again? No, but it, it was one of my favorites. Thanks for sharing, Lanique. I do have one last follow-up, but you mentioned this very briefly where you were saying, you know, trying to stay humble, you need us to keep you humble when you, you know, eventually blow up, which I believe in. What are we on the lookout for from Lanique India Webster, whether that's with Nomadic, like solo things, like what is going on in the future? Like, what do you see for yourself? What are your goals right now? Um, so I've got a couple goals. Just because for me... Um, like, like I said in the beginning, music was a box for me at first, and now music is more of a universe to me. The older I get, the more I, the more open I am to new, to new things and trying new things and being less afraid. Um, so, like I said, I started in the church and I will always, my roots, I will never forget where I came from. Um, so... One of my goals is to continue to lead worship. It's, it is by far one of the greatest loves of my life. Just being with a bunch of like crazy out of pocket people who love Jesus and just singing like that's, that's just my ministry. I just love that. I love that. And I plan to do that for the rest of my life, as long as I possibly can. So that's one thing is to continue to lead worship, whether that be at my church or, you know, whether that be at other churches, just getting to share that love. Um, And with Nomadic, um, I just love being a part of such a group of powerhouses. Like it's crazy 
it's crazy how much talent there is in a group of six people. And people have been saying this like from the jump, but they're like, I can't tell that it's only six of y'all. And like, and I'm like, I'm so here for that. Because when you have a group, like when you have such a small group, like a group like Pentatonix, they're only five. And when you listen to them, they sound like, they sound so full. They sound like, I mean, in recording, you can do so much, but even live when you're impact, when you get impacted like that and you're like, wow, it's only six of them. Like, that's cool. So I just love that. I'm a part, I'm just glad to be in the number of nomadic. And I think that the music that we choose and the music that we're, we're doing and how we're refusing to compromise and also how we're refusing to look at us just being acapella. We're not an acapella group. We are a vocal band and there are no limits on that. And we are planning, like every, every group says this, we're planning to push the boundaries of acapella. Like it's no, like we're legit serious about it. We don't want to be just, you know, we're acapella. No, we are music point blank period. We sing any and everything. If we can sound good on it, we trying to sing it. Um, and so I love being a part of that. And I just am see- foreseeing such an awesome future um, with all of those people. Um, and I love how it's challenged me musically. And that's just, anyway, I'm just hyped about Nomadic. Um, I'm also just excited about the fact that I am getting to use my education um, from Maryland. Shout out to all of my professors, all my music teachers, all my ed- my ed teachers. Y'all know who y'all are. Y'all are the goats. Um, I've been able to help faux pas, you know, post me being a part of it. Um and now I'm going to be going to festivals and helping to masterclass other groups and just instilling that fire and that zeal into the next generation of musicians in the acapella community. So I'm really excited about that. And solo wise, because I know that's what y'all are really here for. Mm-hmm. Um, I am trying to gather Team Neek. Um, I am trying to figure out who those people are, because right now I, all I'm good at is singing. That's, that's just my gift. I'm not good at PR. I, I, I'm like, okay, at posing for a picture. I'm better at someone taking candidates of me. Um, I am not an IT specialist. I can't create a website. That's not my gift. Um, so I am just trusting and preparing to put myself out there in a way that says, if you are good at this, I need you to help me. I'm just here to network and like learn about all these different people because a lot of different people are going to join Team Neek and make Team Neek bomb and make Lanique thrive. Um, so yes, it is a goal for me to put out solo work and it is a goal of mine to figure out what that's going to look like, whether that be um, just gospel music or whether that be dibbling into R&B because that, that's also where my heart is. I love R&B, y'all. I live for it. Um, I just love anything that I can sound good on and I want to remain versatile and all of that. I do want to start dibble dabbling in writing because I do think that I have something to say, um, but I personally have been very afraid. Um, and I actually just had a realization about this, like had a had a whole moment in in my life um, where I realized that I, what if fame is a thing for me? What if that happened? What if I do blow up? Do I really want it without having my mom here to see it? And I realized that I was like, wow, this is a whole thing. And it's been holding me back from trying things and, you know, being as out of the box as I can be. Um, So as I am bettering myself personally, as I'm bettering myself musically, a goal of mine is to start writing. Just, I don't care how stupid it sounds. I don't care if I feel it's dumb. Somebody might not think it's dumb. I don't know. We gonna figure it out and we gonna start because I do feel like I have something to say and I'm excited about it. Yes. So it is a goal. And we're gonna be up in there at the VIP yes. pass, the meet and greet, even though I already met I already met Ingrid, but like I'm yeah, gonna do it if you again. Like a head of your posse, like I could be that. For I'm you. here for that. See, Team Neek, here it is. Assemble. What we're kind of starting. Partner? We're starting. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna call this hive, but we're gonna think of one of those Neeks, cute Neeks. little names. <laughs> Ooh, I burp. Excuse me. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're gonna take a short break, and we'll be back with uh, a couple more little treats for you. 
So we're back, y'all, and we are going to play a little game. Lanique, I think you will truly enjoy this game. Um, well, I hope you do because we're playing it. Um, and it's called um, Does She Have the Range? And it's just where we give a bunch of names, rapid fire, a bunch of singers, and we want to know, do you or do you not think that she has the range? Are you ready? Does she Range meaning what exactly? Can they sing? Can they sing at all? Your yeah. your Love interpretation it. of the range, but Love also saying. Right. Okay. And it's rapid so. fire, so it's like, mm. yes, no, yes, no. All right, I'm nervous. That's real. We don't actually know how to do rapid fire here. We're really bad. <laughs> <laughs> if we get into a tangent trying to defend our face. Sorry. Hey, hey. I'm don't lie. <laughs> but all right, all right. Number one, Jesse J. Yes. Ariana, I found out her last name is pronounced Grandy. Wow. Yes, I think she does. SZA. No. Lady Gaga. Yes. Adele. Yes. <laughs> well, that was that was <laughs> conflicting. We're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna dig into it. We're not going this is fast. Ready? Neo. Yes. So no. Lana Del Rey. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, Amy Winehouse. Yes. Tony Braxton. Yes. Tamar Braxton. Mm. Yes. Okay, okay. Um Carrie Underwood. Yes, absolutely. Mariah Carey. Yes. Alicia Keys. Used to be, yes. Now, oh, no. yes. High five. <laughs> also, Mariah Carey is used to be and no longer, but uh, yeah. we'll let it I hear you this. But okay, the final and most important. Lanique, does she have the range? That means you. Oh, me? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I she was like, like oh, who's here stealing my like, brand? I trademarked like, that. Name, I thought it was like, Lanique, does she have the range? Who is this Lanique? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yes, yes. She's She's got something. Liddy. I concur. <laughs> well, thank you for playing. She's got something. I love that. I'm into it. I think your p- opinion is honestly the only one that matters. The last time we did this, like, you know, some of us can sing and some of us other talents so yeah 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 my talent does not involve singing after puberty yeah. <laughs> really tragic time for me but um Sizzle definitely can't sing she's a writer though oh i love Sizzle. she's so a, i think she writes amazing yeah but she, can't she puts sing. on a good show but yeah i believe singing, it i mean because she sings from like her she just always needs diagram, a track so she has she has the nodes not the range <laughs> <laughs> she has the nodes i'm full up oh my god her and adela like it's all right But speaking of music, Clinique, as our uh, our resident musical expert this evening, um, we have bestowed upon you a gift. Mm-hmm. And that gift is blessing our avid listeners with the bop that is sort of blessing your life okay. right now. Could be new, could mm-hmm. be old, could be something we've heard of. I hope it's something we haven't heard of because I just love learning about new music. Oh, so yeah. let the people know. All right. Well, my current bop, let me look this, let me look at this so I don't mess up anything. Um, I have been really into the brass tracks recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I think they're amazing. I think their style is so freaking oh. cool. And I think that they bring in some of the coolest people to collaborate with them. Um, and so what's this? E- this EP is called For Those Who Know, Part 2. And it's by Brass Tracks. And it's the fourth song, Too Far, Too Fast, featuring Third Story. And if you know Third Story, you just know that they are the harmony kings their trio is untouched and their level of artistry is just so freaking it's just so high level and then you put them with these like crazy just high energy horns and it just makes you want to do things that are inappropriate to talk about um hello 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 so um, that is my current bop, Too Far Too Fast, featuring Third Story by Brass Tracks. Walking with you on the city lights, when I'm with you it's a different vibe. I know we don't want to say goodbye. 
goodbye, but I want to get to know you deeper. This is a brand new pick from Nomadic. So you will be hearing this at oh, some point. Oh, you heard it here first. Yeah. It's a it's a DSM exclusive. Yes, bow, bow, bow. It is exclusive. Bow, 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 bow. Um so yeah, we're gonna be doing this track. Oh my god, what a bop indeed. I actually didn't realize they just released that full album because I had listened to some of their stuff, but now I'm excited to get through that whole little uh, thing. Mm -hmm. Just came out on the third, y'all. Get hype. Uh, And now we're winding down with our one of our favorite segments uh, you all know and love, and Aja's going to take it from here with the ass. That ass. Um, So, (laughs) the ass of... uh, this week, which I, I know we say this like every time, but it always sounds like an insult, but it really isn't. It is the highest form of flattery. It's a bit of a throwback ass. Okay. That also no pun intended. Um, it is one of my all time favorites. And I feel like I might get some shit for this, but LL Cool J is really just, <laughs> I knew I was going to get shit for this. I'm just saying the lips lick like really is my thing. And this is supposed to be a dumb That's like his least attractive feature. Uh, Girl. Well, good thing it's my ass this week, isn't it? (laughs) I'm just saying. I I do love the way he does that. Thank you. Thank you, Lanique. I'm glad there's some support. He has a cute little smile. I think he's a cutie. He needs to be freaking sponsored by Chapstick because the way he ever moisturizes his lips, you know that shit is probably dry as hell. That's what he has to keep moisturizing them to overcompensate. And so I'm like, you know what? There are other ways, sir. He needs to be sponsored by Carmex. (laughs) No, Carmex. Let me tell y'all the Carmex scheme. Carmex has something in its ingredients that dries your lips out more, makes it your lips addicted to it. That's why you You literally just spoke over my life. Hello. Why do you think you've been using Carmex for the last 10 years and you'll never stop? Your lips are addicted. Oh, you heard it here I'm first. Going back it's to Burt's Bees, y'all. Yes, amen. you heard it here Sorry, first. Sorry, but yeah, LL Cool J and his Kanga cap. Stop <laughs> letting LL Cool J host the goddamn Grammys. Is it the Grammys he keeps hosting year yeah. after year? Why? I don't understand why he's here. <sighs> why? I'm sorry, Ash. I know this is not what this segment is meant for, but I am just so just sometimes just let someone's career die. <laughs> Tears. I think. I, I think he okay has, like, actor. cute smile and, like, nice arms. I feel like he could hold you in that. He has a cute smile. <laughs> you listen. Deliver Us from Eva, a classic. I'm a into classic. it. Last Holiday, also into it. Because, you know, I love me a good Queen Latifah movie. Hello. But he is just always... Ugh, I just feel like he's in the way. Like, he's be bumping into stuff. He is so large. But not in a cute way like The Rock. Oh, Jesus, well, I'm glad I've uh, brought some controversy to the ass segment. Listeners, weigh in. LL cool, cool J, is he a yes or is he a no? Is he? Do you see it for him? Or not? We'll be posting hot or a not. poll on our Twitter and y'all vote. LL Cool J, hot or not? And then the results will will tell us the results. Yeah, the English. Is hot tears. Helps, but. Tears. <laughs> Anywho, I think this brings us to the end of another rousing episode of Diet Starts Monday. Uh, I just really feel like we'd be doing the world a disservice to end this show without Lenique. Even just giving us like a note, like hit me with like an A, flat, minor, an F. I don't know. There's 12 notes. You know all 12 of them. Just like hit us with something, you know, a happy birthday. (laughs) Mary had a, a twinkle, twinkle. Just, I just feel like the people deserve, they're going to hear your pre-recorded stuff, but just so much live. Just, don't you want to see me cry? <laughs> You'll let you take your camera out and shoot a video and everything. Oh, OMG, I'm weak. Uh, guys, what am I saying? What do I do? Um, What do I want to hear? Oh, can you sing um, a little bit of that Neo song from the Nomadic clip? Because I just thought I was like very hype about it. Is it Fool to Love? Yes. Oh, Fool to Love? Yeah, if you feel like it. Yeah. I like it. I think it's great. Uh, I'm already crying. Uh, that song is not cry-worthy. I'm just crying because I like you so much. <laughs> you're, so, you're so funny. You're so funny. Let me look it up, y'all. Forgive me. Because I low-key... Actually, in that in that video, just that, y'all, this is low-key a secret. I mess up the words. 
We won't tell. I mess up the no words. No one listens to this show. Don't worry. No it's one figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> no one figured it out yet, but I did it. All right. Well, I'm going to do it. That's me blowing the thing that Michael has to make sure everyone's in pitch. I mean, listen, actually, let me pick, pull, pull it out. Okay. I guess I had it. All right. Let's see if I can do this, y'all. I ain't warmed up all day. Hey, lonely. Sorry, but I'm leaving you, my friend. You don't own me. On my back and teasing me again, again. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, again. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I begged you, hide from me this pleasure over pain. But who loved you, insisting, but it rains on me again, again. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, again, again. I was a fool to love you. Yeah, we could have had it all. Oh, I was a fool to love you. We could have had it all. Oh, I was a fool to love you. I was a fool to love. Oh my God. Uh, we're done. That's it. The show's <laughs> over. Thank you for coming I'm in. Um, as always, we appreciate you. Time out, Lenny. Tell the folks where they can find you. Plug yourself real quick. All your social media yes. projects. Let let the people know. I'm gonna do it right now. So y'all can find me on Instagram at Lenique fifteen. Let me spell it for you. L Y N I Q U E fifteen. That is my handle for Instagram and for Twitter. And my Twitter is very fun. It's very, very I can fun. Confirm. And y'all can just look me up on Facebook if y'all like. Oh, yeah. They're on Facebook, Nomadic. They're all over yes. the social media as look well. Look us up. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nomadic as well. So we're at Nomadic Official. Um, that is our Instagram handle. And that's also, I think that's also our, there's some funky, there's some funky stuff on Twitter, but we're not really on Twitter. We like Loki fake on Twitter. And they won't let me handle Twitter because I'm I'm too I'm too controversial. So <laughs> <laughs> I just feel that and I can't worry. So yeah, they're not gonna let me on the nomadic Twitter, but they'll let me on my Twitter. So follow me for some laughs and some fun <laughs> church memes. What? <laughs> thank you so much, Lenique. All right, friends. Yes, Lenique, thank you so much. I'm feeling I love y'all. This is the second time we had a guest, the second time I get to be live with them. So I just feel like <laughs> to sit in the studio we got this little setup going on here yes it's comfy couch the yes. big comfy so couch we had a good time i was just laid out while lenique was singing just quickly drying up my tears trying to push them back into the ducks as i sing about being a fool for love don't make anybody cry honestly <laughs> we're gonna get into that this week we Speak are gonna it. do is tell y'all that you can find us here each and every other monday doing our thing talking to dope people i think we're two for two at this point in dopeness so yeah. evan raised the bar super high lenique you just popped it up a little higher so i'm hyped to see who we bring on next until then friends i'm maya i'm Aj. and i'm brand and we're gonna see y'all soon bye Bye. This week's episode of Diet Starts Monday was produced and edited by Maya Dawi with production support from the entire DSM squad, including B. Shat and A. Trust. Our theme song was written and performed by Brandon Shat, and you can find episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DSM Pod or on Facebook at Diet Starts Monday Podcast. Mm-hmm.